What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson, and today's episode, we got a special guest in the building. This is someone that I looked up to in my whole life. He's a tech savvy and also my cousin and brother who also participates together in the Gitanium Podcast, which you guys should check it out. He is the one and only Miguel, also known as Radioactive in the social media world. Today's topic, we decided to do a touchy subject in regards into how advanced technology is in today's world and how social media became a tool in which we used to use it. Now the tool is using us. Now I know, I know, I know. Now what you guys are thinking, Wilson, why are we talking about this? Why do we care about technology or this tech savviness or social media aspect? This is supposed to be a music podcast. Why do we care listen to this? Well, here's the thing, guys. To put it in words, the entertainment industry heavily, but heavily relies in the tech industry a lot more than you think. Now, what kind of things that, that we rely on? Uh, well, for starters, we could not have all the stuff that we love doing, such as having an iPhone. Having an Android, having our, all our softwares like our DAWs, our premieres, and our Photoshops. Also, having the, all the audio equipment that we have on these amazing festivals, like having the speakers, having the CDJs, having all that stuff. All of that was created by software engineers, coders, and other software technolo technologists that made these amazing things happen and given to us. We really are nothing without them and we do need them so it is interesting for me to bring someone from that world and come over here and tell us a little bit more about the tech industry how he started into teching how he started to code what how did he pick his interest when did he pick his interest a lot of relatable stuff and as well the concept of social media. Now, he might be biased, just like I am biased about social media. I always an advocate saying that social media is bad for us as humans. But you have to listen to our reasoning to why we believe such things, you know, before you start judging on us and telling us like, yeah, you guys, because you were old in the old ages, like, yeah, that may be true. But I actually was born at, a, at an age that I started seeing the rising of social media and I say, I see it from my own eyes, how it has evolved and how it manipulates us in today's world, how everything is just a point in which we literally cannot live without it. I mean, when you wake up, you freaking see your your phone to see who's who liked you on social media. That's how toxic it really is. And we have given some advice to how to avoid this, just like we did in the previous episode with Celts talking about, you know, using social media, use it as a business move, not as a personal move because it will continue to consume you. And we also touch a little bit about the social dilemma and what we think about that document uh, movie, even though it is one sided, but there's a reason to why it is one sided and why we should be careful on our future. Because this could potentially either harm us or harm our next generation, meaning our kids' future life loops. Be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes for at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and of course the YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com, where you can check all my latest episodes. You can also follow me 
at any of my social media at Wolfson Music for any recent updates, latest clips. Also, and if you guys want to hit me up for the next topic, you guys can always hit. <laughs> whoa, whoa, shit. Oh, all right. I guess we can we can circle about that one. Oh. Yeah, just hit me up on the next social media. Hit me up if you guys have a topic and you want me. Son of a. Without further ado, let's get started. This is the Lone Wolf Podcast. Boom. Hear me now. Oh my goodness, Grace, what just <laughs> happened? What happened? <laughs> no disrespect. What's up? Seems to me the COVID treat you well. Yeah, why? I mean, as well as it could. I mean, your facial hair says it all. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd let it grow up. I'm going to see what happens. Dude, I've never seen you like this. Like, I've seen you with the beard, but never with the... the I, think, yeah. I think when we were kids, like, when we were, like, five or something. It's seven months, man. I figured at first I couldn't, right? Because they were closed. Right. And then once I let it grow out, I was like, oh, cool. Let me just see how long I can, I can do it for. I don't care about the beard. The beard, I can take it off any moment. But the hair, I want to see what I can do with it. Dude, I kid you not. You look exactly like on one of the pictures that we have in my old house in Puerto Rico. When when you were wearing the Marlins jersey. Mm -hmm. no, I remember that. Oh, my God. That was, Yeah. You had that it's Marlins jersey and everything. Yeah, like if you were actually like, you know, those pictures that they take as a parent that you take for your kids when they're playing baseball and you're mm -hmm. actually wearing the, your home team's baseball. So you actually have the original Florida Marlins jersey and everything. <laughs> With the hair, bro. It's the hair. It's just like yeah, dude. It's the hair for sure. Damn, man. Wow, I'm, 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 I'm blown away, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I really am liking the stream deck, bro. <laughs> man, best, best hundred bucks spent ever. I did. Right? I was. I kid you not. I was like, should I get the fifteen buttons, or should I get? This one, because obviously the 15 buttons is like for 50 bucks more, you get more stuff. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's like, okay, here's the way I'm looking at it. If I don't have uh, a lot of cameras around me, if I don't have much to do, then I shouldn't spend that much money on having enough space. Maybe later down the road in the future, when I have a bigger room, a bigger space, and I can actually do it much more properly on an actual proper camera, then probably I'll invest on it. But for now, to do this here in the webcam in here, it, yeah, it, it works. I remember when I got mine, it, um, they didn't even have that 15 one. Like, I got mine, and then they just released it. I was like, oh, shit. But then I was like, I don't need that many buttons. Yeah, right. Right now, at least, like you said. And and the video, I don't know if you noticed it, but in this one in particular, you can actually create a folder. And then within that folder, you can create more shortcuts. And then you can do so and so and so on. So it feels like you actually have the 15 months or more, but it's just a little bit titties. You just have to remember that if you want to do other stuff, then remember you have to go through the folder and then going through the other shortcuts that you want. Yeah. But hey, it works. I so far right now, I only have four shortcuts written down. Plus the folder, which I have more stuff. And then one logo on it. This is like, that's it. Like, like I'm not putting anything on it. It's just... Just yeah. leave it there, you know? Makes sense. But yeah, man. So how's it going, man? How's, good. how's, how's the family, man? Everybody's good. I'm doing good. Getting, trying to live life as much as we can. No, I hear you, man. It's the, it, We're on dire times, you know? Yeah. How's the family over there? 
pretty good actually so far so good we're good we're happy i'm gonna see my parents uh sometime this week so you know we're 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 gonna i'm gonna get a new car i already finished my old car oh, nice so thinking of getting the the chevy trailblazer that's an suv right yeah it's like right. an suv Gotcha. I want it, but I want it the Ford Ranger, which is a pickup with four right. doors, but it was too expensive. <laughs> it was and so like the Chevy Trailblazer that I'm probably gonna get. It was probably so I, it will cost me around between twenty two to twenty five, depending which model I can actually get with leather seat sensors and. Nice rims, nice colors and whatnot. And then the Ranger was going to cost me like 30 for four doors only. And doesn't have all the nice genetics. It's just the basic model. Base model. Yeah. So I said like, you know what? When I get when I get in a higher position, then I'll consider getting the, the, the Ranger next time. For now, I'm just happy just to get this one right now. Yeah, absolutely. Tech stuff, bro. I guess we're all looking. <laughs> That's what we're trying to get to today's topic, you know? Yep, sounds good. All right. Ready when you are. Oh, we've been ready the whole time, man. Oh, yeah? It's, that's, that's how we do it in the Lone Wolf podcast, man. I don't <laughs> even let you know when we're recording. We just do it. We just, just go ahead. It. Just go. Just go. It's like a ripping bandage, you know? It was like... That's the way to do it. Rip it, man. Yeah, because um, like I said on previous episodes... um. I usually want to go with this route of, you know, let's just talk, 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 talk without interrupting without saying any other stuff and let the, you know, let the conversation flow uh, on its natural path and just like, you know, do all the questions that we got to do and whatnot. Instead of just stopping and say, all right, this is a good place to stop. Hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Like, no, we, I already did my intro. The intro is going to be in the first thing in the episode when people see it, you know, so. So this is a nice flow and so far I've been having great results. You know, everybody's loving it and everybody like who's been as a guest, they say like, yeah, this is a better way to do it. You know, sounds good to me, man. Yeah, man. So, I mean, first things first, for for all our listeners who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like a little bio and what you do? Oh, man. Yeah. How do you assess yourself? Um, to keep it simple, software engineer i guess you can say okay. um, software developer been doing it for a couple of years now at least that's what i do professionally myself i like video games comic books i don't know if the viewers watching can see behind me all that all that mess over there <laughs> um what else yeah just that's a, a pretty boring and direct summary i guess you can say i mean it may sound boring but it's actually something that in the long run it is very beneficial for everyone in today's world since right now we're living in, in a tech savvy industry or world in mm, world yeah. everybody even a baby has their own tablets you know mm -hmm. so i guess that's actually very i, I wanted to do a, a interview with somebody and who better interview with someone that's inside than my own than my own family you know my brother so i i actually want to got a couple questions that i want to ask you you know but one of the first things I want to ask you is that, that you know that we're established like, all right, you're so, sort of a software engineer. You do a lot of codings and a lot of uh, development on softwares and such. Now, have, is that something that you actually study or is that something that you always had since the, uh, the very beginning, like for the early years that you always were into tech? And I mean, what got you into it? And did you do any studies around it? You know, good question. Yeah, I mean, um. So I got into tech at a young age. 
uh, fortunate enough to have a computer in my house when I was elementary, early elementary. So that always fascinated me. Computers, video game consoles, that was, that was always around me. Um, didn't pay much attention to it, but um, I, I did enjoy it. Mm. So as I got older and learned more about technology, it's just a, it's a rabbit hole, right? You get, you get sucked into it. Um, and I got into software development in particular because of video games. I wanted to make my own video games and I had to figure out how to do that. And that I couldn't draw for, for can, can, can we curse here? I'm sorry. Yeah, you wicked curse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't draw for shit. So <laughs> essentially, um, I had to figure something else out to make my own games. And pro- that's where I discovered programming, software development, right? And I made my own little demos here and there, little video games, little levels mm-hmm. for my own self, just to learn curiosity. But I, I discovered a, a whole new field that fascinated me in programming itself, right? And from there, it just opened career opportunities from every direction. I did, right. so I, I am self-taught. I was learning it in, in, in high school on my own. Took a little bit of classes in high school, but they weren't, I didn't really learn anything there. Nothing, nothing that I already knew. And fortunate, by the time I got to university, I did major in computer science, never finished. But um, I, I did some studying around there too. That's very interesting, man, because uh, I believe that's actually something that many people seek to admire a lot. And that's how many people are very successful in today's world, because people that are very passionate in certain things, they start at a young, early age. Like if you see some of the greatest, like you can see like, oh, I never went to college or I dropped out of college. I actually started this. I love this passion since high school or even further. And look where I am, you know, so it's very actually interesting because that's one of the stuff that i wish i could have done that from the early age as i looking down to it but obviously i was always in into dj but it was later down the road in which i learned that oh yeah if you want to be a successful dj or if you want to play the festival level djs you had to make music that was like the the standard and obviously you're talking to someone who doesn't who's never been to music theory. In fact, I think I skipped all my music classes in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Right now I'm regretting it, but I learned music theory later on. And I do believe that if you're taught yourself or you've been taught or learning from an early age, you can progress a little bit more further down the road. I think, yeah, I agree. You have an advantage of sorts, a time advantage. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do want to make it clear, at least in the tech world, a lot of tech media in particular likes to glamorize certain tech ideals mm. where you have like the, the college dropout that's been doing this since nine years old and they're super successful. And that's the, supposedly that's the only way to do it, which is flat wrong. Um, I've met and worked with tremendous people who started the computer science journey or the programming journey in their third year of college. Mm, really? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They... They were in business or they were doing something else that was like boring or, or just didn't drive them anymore. And when they found out about programming, they're like, okay, I'll try it out. And they fell in love with it. And they're just as good as anybody I've worked with. That's interesting. So, so like the, the whole time advantage, yeah, I could give you an advantage, no doubt for sure. But it's definitely not the only way. You know, it's never too late to learn mm. something new and be good at it. I guess we, I can agree to that because, you know, as I, as I was saying, like, I wish I could be a... I learned music theory from an early age and I could be a little bit more progressed later on down my road. But even so, even at my late, my mid twenties, I still learned how to make music 
I still learn how to make an entire project, read an entire session, work with artists and such, and being able to play at certain festivals and also release at certain labels, in which I'm very proud of. So, yeah. Awesome. It, and in my case, I did went to school. I went to um, my bachelor wasn't like exactly what I wanted it. But the next school that I went to, which was SAE, that technical school, that is exactly what I've been wanting for many, many years. And sometimes people like me, like we really didn't want to need a bachelor. We just we just take it because, you know, just either peer pressure or to pleasing uh, the one's family. You know, they want to yeah. say like, you know, my son went to college and shit like that. And that's actually something very proud to be. But at that time, I wish I actually have enough. Um, I wish I had enough time to do more research of where I really want to see it, where I, what schools I really want to go to learn these certain things. Because as I look back, like I have no regrets as much of going to, to my bachelor's school. But at the same time, I feel like it was all a waste of time because mm, I haven't I haven't not once used a formula or a use of any of the learnings I did in college in today's world. Actually, everything that I'm doing today, it's all because of the technical school that I went through. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've heard about and read interesting studies where the general uh, how do I say this? I think you do need a general baseline education, mm-hmm. but um, maybe something more focused can be a little bit more practical yeah. later on. Can be, definitely be more beneficial. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I have talked to many others, and they say like you know, like I I drop out of college and I went to this school, and then I'm like far much more uh, ahead than I would have in that school, and obviously. It all goes down to as well as like, am I going to pay, you know, because college, unfortunately, in America, it's not free unless you have a scholarship, you know, even so, you still need to do certain requirements. And unfortunately, here, like the loans are ridiculous. Like it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It's, crazy. Expensive, you know? it's unsustainable. Yeah. And I, I'm still paying for my student loans from the test school. But you know what? At least I'm paying for those loans because it definitely worth it it landed me on a career job you know and one that i actually enjoy doing without any regrets and i don't see my job as a job i see it as a like oh, a passion that i love doing every day without regrets and mm-hmm. just go on but like many of us you know and i also want to talk about you in particularly about your jobs that you had over the years you know because mm-hmm. As long as I know, believe it or not, yes, we, we're, we're, we're family, but we actually do have something in common a lot more than just, you know, blood and, and gaming. We also have um, what we called um, all the opportunities that we had to take just to land on the job that we wanted, you know, because mm-hmm. as far as I, I can remember, you always had a difficult um, finding what you love doing, you know, and you always had a trouble, but. You had to do certain things like you had to do work for free or work remotely at a certain price, you know, even though that's not the right price, but it's a price that, you know, like, all right, if I do this, if I get this experience, it gets me to somewhere. And you jump a lot of hoops just to get to the position that you are right now in which you are. You're you're happy where you are. Correct. Absolutely. So like we have that a lot in common, you know, like not many people realize that, you know, we had to take hoops. We had to do free shit, in other words, just to get to where we are. And I feel like that's type of experience that you needed to get to go where you are. Can you agree to that? 
Yeah, I think so. And especially like I mentioned earlier, I didn't finish um, university. So that was a big blocker for me, right? Like at least I'm one of many. And now it's a little, now it's a little relatively easier. But back then, <clears throat> talking about 10, 15 years ago, to get a foot in the industry, you needed a degree. Even though many of us on the inside didn't believe that was a hard requirement, right? As long as you can prove you know you know how to think, you know how to solve the problem, you you're good to go. Um, so without that degree, it was a very hard to get my foot in the door. So I had to take um, either work for free on my own stuff just to get my name out there, just to show some kind of project experience, or people or not people, companies taking a chance on me for less pay just to see what I would do. Mm. Yeah, and and no doubt all that experience helped me. And then just growing up from there, it was definitely fun times, right? Because then yeah. you don't have a, um, if you don't have a sustainable income, you gotta find jobs somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, something I I try to uh, let the my followers and my subscribers and everybody knows. Like, it's not about the the end; it's about the journey. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it goes for life in general, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the the end is coming. We know it is. Just enjoy the ride. Exactly, and. And I want to emphasize that a lot. The fact that, you know, you had to do certain things for free just to get your name out there because it's you said it very clearly. I had to work for free on a promotion company known as Life in Color. And I've worked with Ultra as well. Um, and, you know, as a promoter, as an up and coming DJ or, you know, artist, you know, I had to take certain routes and, and, and work for certain hours for free just to get my name out there, just to. Let everybody knows that I'm trustworthy. I'm a I'm a good hustler. I'm a good worker. Like you tell me what I gotta do, I go do it. And, you know stuff like that. You know, and to build that relationship. And once that relationship is being established, then you know all the little things that I've been working for and try to achieve comes into play little by little. And it's all all boiled down to on the experience. You know. Yeah, that's interesting because I I have zero experience in that field, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like. An observer on the outside, I you usually read and see events like that, still see stuff like that, right? Where since there's so many people that are interested, yeah, in the just the music gen- in general, mm-hmm. like you can. I think video game industry has this problem more than just tech in general, where you just have so many people interested, where they'll do it for free. So these these companies, these and these just people who run them are like, why should I pay you if I can get just twenty people for free over here? Yeah. So that's that's that. I imagine that's ten times harder than what I went through. Yeah, and it's very, and it goes all around. You know, it goes all around any industry. It doesn't matter whether it's the tech or the music, any sort of industry that you try to get your foot in. You had to go through those processes in which you know it doesn't and it doesn't matter. You work for free, get your name out there, and once you got the the networking, once you got the people that you can trust that can they can trust you, and then you can do all this work, and you show them your your work then they'll be like oh man we need to get this guy we need to snatch him you know mm-hmm. so it's it's very important that we we talk about that because i want to let my listeners know it's like no it's not something that's in the music industry that you know that that you had to go through this like no even in the tech industry or the video game industry or any other think- sort of industry it works it has you had to go through this it does nothing works like oh once I'm, I'm out of college or school i'm gonna get a job and that's it like no even though you have experience you need to get your name out there and i think it depends on the industry mm-hmm. i think more um artist-based industry i guess you can say i don't know i'm not sure mm-hmm. i use the right term but for sure in the video game industry it sounds very similar 
you have so much young, fresh blood that can that will be more than happy to do it for a pay cut or free because they don't know any better, right? They just yeah. don't know. Um, yeah, in the tech industry, I think because like when I say tech, I know video games is like a subset of tech, but um, just the general tech. Coming out of college is a little bit easier since you have the degree and most likely you have two or three internships under your belt. Mm-hmm. So that can that can that helps a lot to get to get your foot in the door. But without that, then yeah, you got to do a lot of free self-promoting and prove that you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the stuff uh, I had to go through and I had to stop at a certain point because uh, I, w- I was spending more money. I'm getting myself my name out there than I thought I would have gained in return, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously I see others that are way younger than me getting much more ahead of me. And it's not because of I got more experience than that person and for that person that gets like, you know, the benefit. Like, no, it's because these kids are younger than me. So they don't have the financial responsibility that uh, me as an adult in my mid-20s have. Like, I have to pay for a car. I have to pay for my credit cards. I have to pay for FBL. I have to pay for my rent, uh, food for myself, you know? Kids, like that were ahead of me, like didn't have to worry about because they were in their college years and mostly they they either live with their parents or the parents pay for their what for their incidentals and whatnot. So financially, they don't have to care. They just go and they they do what I got to do. It's like, hey, it's a free opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, they they took advantage of their situation for sure. That's like I said, like the younger you are, the more willing you are probably to get paid less or do it for nothing because you have nothing to lose. You might as well take advantage of it. Right. Yeah, we always see people younger than us and just as successful, if not more. And that happens. We definitely got to focus on ourselves and don't let ourselves get dragged down by that because it's a, it's a deep rabbit hole. Oh, man. And you have no idea. Like uh, at a certain point in my life, I had to stop comparing myself to others. You know, I had Absolutely. to stop doing that because I think that was one of the things that was dragging me down. Um, oh, for sure. It will. Mentally. Anybody. anybody. Physically, every, everything is like, man, I'm, I'm too old, man. I, I can't be competing with these young, young bucks, you know, like, and I had to stop mentally. I have to stop, you know, comparing myself with this is like, why is this person like having all this? I've done double the work and this guy is like, and I think that's what gets to you, you know, yeah, absolutely. By, the fact that you feel like oh, this guy's better than me. And even though you do more than the work, it's like, no, it's not that it's just. It, 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 it can be mentally self-defeating if you think down that road. Yeah, for sure. We've all been there. Every human does it. Yeah. I've been there, everybody. And, and a lot of people got to realize that sometimes success is just luck. You're at the right place at the right time. I mean, <clears throat> ideally, you've worked harder. So the harder you work, the luckier you get. But um, it's right place at the right time. And there's been so yep. many good ideas that have just crashed and burned because they were either ahead of their time or just the world wasn't ready for it. I agree, man. Yeah. Some of some of this is just more of the right place at the right time, you know. You're you're lucky. Now. Even though you got the experience, you may have the and you have the talent. You just yeah. got lucky. Yeah, you just get lucky, you know. That's why these and I learned how to cope with that, you know. It was very hard because I'm a stubborn person and I hate to admit defeat. And you you will not know me. You're like, I hate when I'm wrong. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. But as an adult, you learn to grow over it. It's like it's like if like you start to look at things at a different perspective and you start to see it's like, I mean, just admit that you're wrong. Like it's okay. This is the part of it. There's nothing wrong about that. You just learn from it and then you move on, you know? And then exactly you become bigger and better. You know, it's like, oh shit. All right, I I guess I thought I was right, but no, I was wrong. So all right, 
next time um i'll be well more informed you know that's how you learn and grow by admitting your mistakes yeah and i kid you not ever since i start having that mentality everything went on my way nice and i'm super happy about it you know it's like i know when i'm wrong and i know when i'm right but the, if there's something that I truly believe that, you know, like I fight for it because I have the fats for it, I'll fight for it. But if there's something like, uh, it's like, all right, just take the L and, you know, you know, like, all right, I got it, you know, move on. You know, there's no sense of arguing in, in today's world. Like we don't need that much negativity anymore as we already oh, have. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I, I think that's every time when I was growing up, I remember insurance companies wouldn't would always charge men more until they reach like the age of 25 what yeah car insurance companies would charge men more than women uh, until they're like mid to late 20s because that's where it proves that a lot of men mature mentally so that's when you get it goes down a little bit so i think i i think i experienced that i matured greatly late into my 20s and we just learn and grow from there god damn bro (laughs) fucking ain't no wonder my bills is high bro I see my girlfriend's uh, bill on the car insurance. It's like, what the hell? Your shit is lower than mine. What the hell? Yeah, man. I think just going through life and experiences really ideally will mature you and and reason with you. Yeah. Aye, 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 man. I don't know what to think about that. I hate that. But yeah, we learn from it. We learn. But hey, I want to ask you, how do you actually manage to get your foot in the industry? Like, what what are the steps that you had to go through to be in the tech industry that you are right now? Well, at least for me, like I said, I was a self-learner, right? I, mm-hmm. I self-taught. I was very interested in programming. So I try to make as many programs as I can, um, either using game engines and maybe like at the time, like Android app, just or even websites. Even though I didn't really like websites, I still try to learn. Um, <clears throat> so that to, that goes back to what I said, the, the harder you work, the luckier you get. I try to put all those tool sets under my belt so that when an opportunity did come, I was like, look, I did all this and I got lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a, I was able to get a startup in my area that funny enough, I found on Craigslist that that's, that's something Whoa, scary, okay. scary to think about nowadays. Okay. But back then I wasn't. <laughs> Like I said, I was younger and immature or didn't know as much as I do now. But yeah. um, it was an opportunity that I got lucky and they gave me the position and I got my foot in the door. Wow. And, I, and it all started from Craigslist. Yep, exactly. I wouldn't recommend that nowadays. No, 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 no. People, we, guys, we highly recommend if you're going to get a job or freelance, don't go to Craigslist. <laughs> not, not, not now or today or whatever, because at least back then it wasn't that big of a issue as it is right now now it's more of a, a scamming a website scam, yes yeah. spam and scam everywhere spam and scam bro so always be careful for that yeah see it was the right place at the right time i got lucky and i found a position that was asking for my skill set they were looking for a beginner and it worked out now mostly what is it that you actually focus more on on the software aspect like you do a lot of coding yeah exactly it's a lot it's all coding it's um mm-hmm developing software right uh, i don't know how deep we want to get into this but yeah programming languages like a famous one is javascript i don't use that one but that's those are famous ones javascript java um, python ruby these are programming languages that we use to develop the software that runs these computers or runs on these computers right 
Uh, now, have you ever tried C++ or Visual Studio? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely back in the day, especially when I was trying to get into programming. Mm -hmm. um, Visual Studio always came up, at least in my time, Visual Studio was very expensive. They didn't have a free version like they do now. So I was familiar with it. I played around with it. I got a free version in school, only in school. C++, just trying to think. C++, it was very hard for me to grasp. Like I know it, obviously, but um, I didn't enjoy it. Mm. So that's where I found like C Sharp. And, and, and Java was through school. But I really enjoyed C Sharp. That was fun to use. Uh, yeah, I mean, after that, it was just Python and other languages. And that's where I more or less where I discovered Linux. And I was able to get off the, the Windows world and see the brand new world of open source to me. That's a very scary world, to be honest, the whole <laughs> Linux world. You know, everybody is like, oh, my God, how do you even use this? It's like, well, look at it as if like another Mac, I guess, but uh, yeah, exactly. highly, highly better, you know? It's very customizable, very, very tunable. And it was, again, in my early years, it was free. So I want to get, I want to take anything that's free. No, absolutely. And it's just a, a rabbit hole that you get sucked into where you learn and enjoy so much programming. I think that's what, that's what taught me. So I got into programming because of games. Right. And when I was looking, how do I make a game? We needed software tools like Visual Studio. Well, that's too expensive. Is there a free version? Oh, look, there's Linux and tools on Linux that are free. Let's figure out what this Linux is. And that's where it opened the whole new world. That's very, that's very interesting. And I'm very curious as to why is it that you haven't took that route of the video gaming? Um, I think this is what I tell myself, okay. I guess, to, 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 okay. to make myself feel better, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have had a couple of game positions, uh, game development positions, um, one remote and one in person. Mm. I like to blame, <laughs> instead of blaming myself, I blame something else. Um, in the area where I live, there just isn't any in-person game development mm. studios. There's only one, and I got lucky, and I got hired, and that company folded. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And in just this area, there's nothing. There's no gaming. And even tech, there's rarely any tech. I would have to go like an hour north to find tech companies. Really? Yeah. Um, that nowadays is a little easier remote, even before this whole pandemic started. Um, right. Tech was a little easier remote, but video games... They wanted you in person. Video game companies wanted you in person. And all the hubs were, you know, West Coast, Northeast, and New York area and stuff like that. So I just, like, there's no way I could financially do a move like that. Very interesting, man. And I understand the why because you're right. Like, uh, Miami has a lot of things that has a lot of opportunities, but one of them is not being on the gaming industry. They're not emphasized to that. Or even tech. Yeah. Yeah. It's more north, um, north Miami-Dade County. Like around the Fort Lauderdale, Broward area. Exactly. Know? Yeah, that's, I've been hearing that a lot more, you know. Uh, Miami, the only thing I hear is just, you know, for me as a music in, uh, producer, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a spot, you know. This is Exactly. It's more creative and entertainment and touristy and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's not only for the music industry. It also um, involves the art industry. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, you got Wynwood and you got where else like pick any beach yeah pick any beach and you got certain things over there like art seeds or music like the whole creative stuff like graphic designing as well it's all <laughs> boiled down here in miami stuff like that like building a saying building an apple computer or or an iphone or doing other software stuff it's not 
this is not the place. <clears throat> and it's very rare to find certain places around here in South Florida yeah. that you can actually like get into it and then you know work for a living for that, you know. Yeah, absolutely I agree. And and I, and I still I still um keep my development skills in check. I, I try to because I like it. I really do enjoy it. So I make my own things in my own time. Mm-hmm. I try to learn Unity, Unreal. I do it on my own here. Um, just to have that tool set. When, if the opportunity comes, I'm ready. I would love for Miami to be a, a game hub of some sorts. And there's been a handful of companies here and there, but they come and go relatively quick. There's just no, there's no, the pool of talented, not just talented, just the pool of game developers here is slim to none. Right. Now, um. I do actually want to say, like, I actually learned how to use C++ and Visual Studios. And I had to get, uh, like, the educational version at my school. Because at that time, the class was giving me a passcode. And here, you can download it. You don't have to worry about, you know, the 30-day trial. Blah, 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 blah. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely, it, but it was, uh, it was something that if you don't take this course, then you can never take your concentration courses. Like, the main ones that you were uh, like you're getting your degree, you know. I was like, oh shit. And I remember I had to go through you. <laughs> and we were like hundreds, hun- hundreds of miles away from each other. It's like, hey, I need your help. <laughs> I can't if you don't if you don't help me, I can't pass this class and I can't go <laughs> Was was that your first programming language? Yeah, C plus plus. And it and then later turned out to be Visual Studio. Well, Visual Studio is more the the tool you would use mm-hmm. to write programs. Like Visual Studio would take C++ and make a program, right? Like Visual Studio is just, a, like, I don't know, for example, you have a Photoshop that you use to make pictures, right? Right. Um, that's interesting. C++ is a first language in school. I know they did that back in the day, but nowadays, <sighs> C++ is a rough language, man. Like yeah. you, it's better to have a, start off with an easier language, like say Python or Ruby or Java. Mm-hmm to grasp the concepts first and then work your way to a harder language like C or C++. Nowadays, it's not a good idea to start with C++. It's just, it's too much. It's a language that has too many nuts and bolts. I think that's the reason why I actually didn't like it most or dislike it to the utmost core and why I hate coding. And it's the fact that it was too complicated. It was too much stuff that I had to go through and and obviously, like any other code, you miss one bracket or one letter, or you misspell, or you ca- or you put this on cap instead of uh, lowercase, mm-hmm. and the whole coding is fucked. Yeah. Like everything is messed up. And then you try to go to the error, and it doesn't tell you the specific the error. It just tells you like over here there's an error, and then you try to look through, and then it's like try to fix, and it yeah. takes you hours and hours to like. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Like I think of like programming languages are just like foreign language. You're learning a new language. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And 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 C plus plus is just a. It it was my first language as well. Um, because video games, even today, predominantly run on C plus plus. So I'm like, okay, I have to learn this language. I didn't know what I was getting into, mm. but it was a struggle and it wasn't fun. Luckily, I found languages that are easier, so I can learn the concepts first. And now when I look back, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense in C++ now. I mean, I wouldn't do it that way, but I get what you're doing. Yeah, like back then, that was like the first thing we learned. It was uh, the first course was C++. And then the second course was like using Visual Studio to use C++. And even that, I was still like, what the hell is going on? But it taught me the basics. But even so, I was still like confused. It's like, how the hell does this work? Yeah, it's brutal. C++ is not my... 
And maybe that's because I learned it first. I'm not a fan of it. I just don't. Nowadays, there's better languages to do what you got to do. Yeah, I agree. And that leads me up to, we're, we're going to deviate a little bit of that, but at the same time, we're still in that same subject of the techie stuff. Uh, body. Which, in one of my previous episodes, I talked to my homies, and we talked about the whole PlayStation 5, like, debacle that's that happened you know what happened uh, the pre-orders yeah the whole pre-orders how everybody lost lost <laughs> let me make it clear lost including me through a bot <laughs> is making a bot that easy that people can just like go ahead and bot and get that or is it just like oh no we know somebody or these are just people that know how to code and that's why they got that button got their own copy of the playstation oh man there's there's a lot to that um <clears throat> I think first and foremost that it's I don't know how Sony handled the announcement of pre-orders. That, that, I think that, that whole yeah, that was a whole misstep there, unfortunately. On top of that, all these vendors, all these um, stores that were accepting pre-orders, who knows how their tech stack works, right? Or how how solid it is. So when you have all these interested buyers in a new console just swarm these websites, they're gonna see a lot of traffic, a lot of, you know people going to their websites and their, their, their servers might not be able to handle it, right? You would assume somebody like Target or Best Buy could handle it. I've met some people who work there and it seems like it should be able to handle it. Um, and then add to that, I, I mentioned Python. Like Python is an excellent scripting language to write a button. Mm. You can relatively straightforward write something that will automate the pre-order process for you. So you don't have to sit at a website, click refresh, you know, Big Bang style. You don't have to do that anymore. You can have a bot that does it for you. Very, very straightforward, depending how complicated the website is they're trying to go to, right? Mm-hmm. Some bots, you might have to customize them. Okay, this bot will has the same con- underlying concepts are, are there, but I have to make some changes for bestbuy.com or I have to make some changes for target.com. Mm-hmm. But once you let it run, it's out there. And who knows who they share it with, right? Some of these people are like willing to share, like to share their there are bots with other people, and then you just have a whole army of bots. So basically, uh, it boils down to somebody that knows how to code and bot, and then basically you just like, hey, yo, I just got a PlayStation. You want my code? It's very easy. You just bot, and you just do this, and that's it, and then boom. Well, that's just one person. Imagine that times 10, each one of them making their own version of a bot that's competing with other bots. So. Jesus. It's a it's a it's a tidal wave. That's that's what got me so heated with um with Sony. And I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like this didn't happen in back in the PlayStation 4. And PlayStation 4 was just, you know, was like that. I remember yeah. it took me until Christmas for me to order a PS4 and then have it on Christmas. And then by January, that's you know, I already had my console. I, I don't remember having issues with the PS3, PS3 or PS4. PS2 was a debacle that was a that was hard to find um but ps3 ps4 was relatively straightforward for me mm. and ps5 is special again sony not handling it right these vendors or these these companies who knows what they did um and on top of that we just have a pandemic here where like sony is not going to have a lot of units they're just not going to there's no way the manufacturers are all shut down they'll have a limited supply so they couldn't give out too much they didn't want to over promise and under deliver well, I mean, they failed on that part, too, because have you heard of Amazon, Walmart and others already sending emails to these people who pre-order like, hey, just to let you know, you may not get it on lunch day. Yeah, see, exactly that. That's another part where these websites, they, they limited the pre-orders themselves. Maybe, may I'm guessing here, 
mm-hmm. they didn't get a solid number from Sony. Be like, Sony's like, we'll give you some. And then they're like, can you promise that? And like, nope. So they're like, they have to limit themselves because they don't want their, they don't want to look bad with their customers. And unfortunately, it looks like they are now. But I believe that's those retailers' fault. That's for them being greedy. Because obviously they know it's like the quickest way to get, uh, to grab something. I mean, if you look at the charts, it's like, oh my God, this is going to spike our sales like exponential. But because of doing that, now you have to look back at all your customers, letting them know it's like, hey, you may not get a copy. Now the customers may either like swallow their pride and hold that pre-order if it ever comes or just basically cancel and just like, no, fuck you. I'll, I'd rather get it on GameStop or Best Buy on, on store when it's available. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's a different problem. I've never had to experience that for sure. And the back end, and obviously. Right. I experienced that for the PlayStation 3. I did. I remember. And I didn't experience it on the PlayStation 2 because by the time the PlayStation 2 was released, I was already getting to Sony. So mm-hmm. I got my first PlayStation 1, the smaller version. Yeah, the original. Oh, the literally PS1. The PS1, exactly. Yeah. So when everybody's scrambling down to get a PlayStation 2, I got my PS1, you know. And then over a year, I loved it and so on. And then when I realized there's a PlayStation 2 with a better game, I mean, that's how I got into Metal Gear, Son of the Enders, and all that. So I was like, oh, my God, I want this. And then a year later, at Toys R Us, that's where I got it, you know. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But PS3 guarantee the same issues. Uh, I didn't, back time you didn't have to on, do the online much. It wasn't that as big as it is right now. But you had to go to the stores and pre-order. I remember yeah. that pre-order was just insane. Like, no, no. It wasn't until Christmas, like at least mid-December, that I went to GameStop, the one that was close to your grandparents' house in PR. That mm-hmm. GameStop. And I remember it was like, a week away from Christmas. So you imagine the line that everybody's having, you know, imagine yeah. how huge the line everybody's getting a, a like a game for Christmas. You know, it was like final sales and stuff right now. Lucky enough, I only came there to buy accessories for my game. Was it my Game Boy or my PlayStation 2? I don't know. I remember it was I was. I was paying 50 bucks to get an accessory, something like that, right? And I asked, I don't, hey, so you guys know when you're going to have the next PlayStation free? Why not? It's like, oh, right now we got 10 available in stocking. We got the 60 gigabytes and the 20. And I was like, give me the the the, the, the 20 gigabytes. How much is it? Was It was $400, right? At that time? That's, that's what maybe pause oh. on the PS3. It was super expensive. It was, a, but it was a that or a little bit more. It sounds more. I feel like it was a whole lot more. Yeah, I don't remember. I, we can we can fact check that uh, later. But I remember it's like okay, Dad, they got the PlayStation. Can I use your credit card to buy it right now? This is my Christmas, my birthday, my everything. Like, I don't need and I don't need anything until one more year. Okay, can I get <laughs> it right now? Yeah. Okay. Swipe. Oh, you don't have enough funds. <laughs> I kid you not I went from that place from that GameStop back home dad let me use your, your your other credit card my dad gave me my credit card he says like call me if they tell you like no nah, you need to have it if this I'll give you the permission blah 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 I got his credit card went back again did another line and then once I got it it was one available 
And it was <laughs> that one I got, the 20 gigabytes. Wow. Yeah. And I'm talking about in a span of an hour that all this shenanigan happened from going through the store to my home, my home back to store, all in that one, like 45 minutes. And then the line is like another 15 until you actually get to the, it's like, okay, yeah, we already got the one. So different times. Yeah, different times. And I mean, right now it was just as crazier as before, because one of the things <laughs> that I did not appreciate about GameStop is the fact that they did what any employees would do is that they set, they, they tell them, oh, you're gonna, you're getting a, a stock of 30 units. They put like 10 or eight available for pre-order. So where are all those other 20 other units? Uh, I, I've known a few managers at GameStop and you hear both sides of the story, right? Where some of the employees are taking it for themselves. Some are, yeah, they promise us 30, but that almost never happens. They only get 10. So they're careful yeah. of how many they sell out. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lose-lose for the employee, unfortunately. Yeah. And sometimes, so, and as, like you say, there's both sides. There's like these employees that are actually doing it and then these that are not doing it and they're not aware of. They just mm -hmm. get to the store. All right, this is how many we got right now. All right, this is how much we can sell, you know? And I feel for bad for those that aren't aware of it because that's where those are the ones that get screamed at. Because like, yeah. what the fuck? I've been waiting here since last night. All night long, I slept here. I was first in line, and now you got zero on digital, like or yeah, whatever you got. Like the angry customers are never fun. Yeah, yeah. But so imagine all those problems now in the digital world, where you have these bots and scalpers essentially scalpers. becoming high tech. They're yep. high tech using bots now. They just sell it on eBay. Thousands of dollars, bro. Yep, it's insane. Like, and I, I really do not like that, you know. But you know. Like right now, this is the world that we're living in, which, you know, <sighs> you'll, you'll get one eventually. We all will. We all will. Yeah. We all will. I, I, I was, you know, I was the whole week. I was just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I'm going to beat a bot. I'm going to beat a bot. I've been doing the refresh style Big Bang Fury. Almost got it checked out at Target. Like five times I almost got it checked out. What stopped me? Was the whole coverage shit? It's like, oh, you got a card. Do you want to add cards? It's like, no, I don't. I don't need to waste time on this. What the fuck? <laughs> Get, check out, check out, check out, check out. Almost got it. Almost, but it's all because of those fucking coverage. Yeah, and that's weird. Bugs. If it's in your cart, I assume you pretty much have yours reserved for a few minutes. For at least I'm just I'm just thinking like um, how an e-commerce website should handle that. That's interesting. That's something that you know I believe these big retailers should look into like if somebody purchased a certain thing at a certain time lapse they should like do something about it it's like because you know it's like what like some of these um i think Ticketmaster or one of these um yeah concert things like where you add the tickets to and your card at a timer and it has a timer like 10 minutes until you purchase yeah. it or this goes out in the public exactly yeah that's what they should do for these big items i agree I agree, but you know, like,